Hello and welcome to today's edition of Family Life Today, hosted by Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine. Family Life Today is presented by Power to Change, known in the US as Family Life. We hope the program will encourage you in your most important relationships. We've had to begin to embrace that this is part of our lives. And it's not that God couldn't completely heal my husband. I know that God can. But for whatever reason, he hasn't chosen to do it in the time frame that I expected. He hasn't chosen to do it in the way that I would have wished. And so I really I have a choice. I can mm-hmm. either trust that his plan is best. I can either trust that his character is good. Or, or I can't call him Lord anymore. Welcome to Family Life Today, where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most. I'm Ann Wilson. And I'm Dave Wilson, and you can find us at FamilyLifeToday.com or on our Family Life app. This is Family Life Today. So what's one thing that we did before the pandemic that you hope we never, ever go back to? I don't know. What Do you have an answer? I have an yeah. answer. What? I mean, immediately think we were crazy. I'm going to say I was crazy. Traveling the country, doing marriage conferences, saying yes to almost every ministry opportunity. So we were on planes. We were in hotels. We were in churches speaking, doing great things. But it was... We were fried. I'm shocked that you're saying this. You thrive on <laughs> you're, this schedule. You're so happy. She's so happy I right now. I'm so like, thank you, Jesus. She like, was telling me over and over, we got to slow down. We got to slow I down. I thought I'm you like, loved it, though. I know. And, and what did I say every time? Oh, we're just in a season. Mm. It'll end quickly. And the season kept going. And I kept saying yes. I'm, I'm blaming me. And I wanted everything back to the way it used to be. Yeah, normal. Yes. You know, and <laughs> when the pandemic hit. You know, now we're doing marriage conferences from our bedroom, which we turned into a studio to a a live audience that we can't even get. I I would, you know, tell a joke in our marriage conference and I go, hey, you're laughing, right? Because you don't know. They're out there. Somebody put in the chat that that was funny. Um, But it forced a new normal. You know, at first it was like, I don't think people's lives can be changed through video. And they can. In a powerful way. And so I'm like hoping we never go back to that. And the reason we're talking about this is what? We have Laura Story with us today in the studio. Laura, welcome. Yay! Thanks so much for having me. You're sitting over here trying to jump in as we're having this little conversation. No, I'm just listening and learning. Whenever I'm with you two, I just listen. (laughs) I just soak it all in. Just like our kids. Our kids never said that to us. They never said we're learning from mom and dad. You should be thinking what not to do. Oh, Oh, we just got it. Your book is So Long Normal, Living and Loving the Free Fall of Faith. What a yes. great title and subtitle that we can dig into a little bit. Well, I mean, it obviously sounds like you're saying the same thing. So long, normal? Yes. Does that mean we don't want to go back to normal? Well, I think a lot of it is the past couple of years that have shown us how kind of fixated we can be on mm. things getting back to normal. Yeah. How much we can place our hope in, oh, things could just be 
normal and sturdy and reliable and things not get canceled every every time I turn around. But I think what it's kind of opened our eyes to is we're looking to this world for a sturdy foundation that we should have never expected in the first place. Mm, wow. uh, and as believers, the scriptures speak very clearly that there's only one sure and steady thing, and that that's God. So if nothing else, we've really learned to no longer allow our hope to be set on the things of this world, on the normal of this world, but to, to set it upon our God. And how did that work for you? Because you're a songwriter, singer, traveling oh, artist. This is your third yes. book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got the past kids. two years, interesting. Yeah. So, your whole life had to be, like, shut down as well, right? Yeah, and so me writing this, you know, there have been books before that I've written, like, I've been kind of, thinking about or studying something for a couple of years. And, oh, I'm going to write a book about it. This was very much what I was learning in real time. Mm. And that was a little bit scary. So even, you know, if you pick up the book, you may go, oh, it sounds like she's very much in process. (laughs) So I was kind of responding the same way that everyone else was. Those those very early uh, quarantine days of everything's being canceled. So for me, I'm completely off the road, just like overnight. Yeah. The same thing you were talking about where I probably had uh, 40 to 50 trips, Hmm. two to three of them being international trips. Hmm. Basically everything was canceled. Yes. And yeah, so there's this anxiety of this thing that's my job. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, And you are the provider. Yes. I'll tell you the funniest Thing, and moms can relate to this, especially working moms. So I went from, you know, my Friday nights being spent on stage where people are like clapping for songs I've just sung to fixing dinner every night, fixing three meals a day for all of these people and them kind of turning their noses. Oh, this. <laughs> a little different reality. You're like, huh? People actually clap for me, I you know, guys. Come on. So it was very, very jarring, uh, but it really made me look at myself and go like, who am I hmm. apart from this thing that I do? Well, Laura, just give us a snapshot of your past. Yes. Of what's happened. Yes. Yeah, so a big part of our story, which I think is what you're referring to, is so my husband, Martin, and I have been married for 18 years. 18? And, they've, and Yeah. They've been wonderful years and hard years. And anyone that's been married more than like 18 minutes knows <laughs> it can be wonderful and hard at yeah. the same time. It took us about eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all are quick learners. Um, but for us, it, it got hard pretty quick uh, when Martin was diagnosed with a brain tumor within our first two years of marriage. I mean, he and, fell asleep driving, right? Yeah. It was about a year of them trying to figure out what the, what the problem was. Hmm. And so when he was finally, uh, when we finally got the news that it was a brain tumor, we scheduled the surgery. We were planning on going in and having the tumor removed and then maybe be in the hospital about a week, but it ended up we were there for about three months, and he endured a lot of complications. And when we finally left, uh, finally left that hospital three months later, we were so excited about leaving, but it was clear to us pretty quickly that that our life that we had known before, we couldn't necessarily return to it. Martin had a, a pretty substantial brain injury due to the surgery and the complications, and so that that really for us was the beginning of embracing a new normal. I was going to say you would never return to that normal that you used to have. Yes, and it's such a confusing thing also, not just as young, uh, you know, newlyweds, 
But as believers, mm. I think that we had had this picture of what our marriage was going to look like. And even on some level, the picture of God's good plan for our lives. <sighs> and even though the Bible doesn't teach this, I had somehow come to believe if I can just pray enough, be good enough, then God eventually mm. will work things out the way that I think that he should for my circumstances. Exactly. And so the past, I guess, 16 years has been a lot of us, uh, you know, obviously growing in our faith. But more than that, I, I feel like so often I'm I'm praying that prayer that Jesus did in the garden right before he faced the cross where he says, God, you know, I I wish things were different. But not my will, but yours be done. Now, now, was that a journey, or did that come quickly? I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking it was a journey for me. It would yes, be a... was it a journey? It is a journey, yeah. I, man. And if you came and saw us, if you watched us day in and day out, you may wonder why we're not further along in it in the journey than than we are. But it really is. It's something where we we've had to begin to embrace that this is part of our lives. Hmm. It, it's not a season that we walked through, and that's. That's tough too, because as a as a minister, as a songwriter, I grew up in church hearing people give testimonies about God's goodness, and it always went something like, "This bad thing happened, I surrendered it all, and then all of a sudden, God I'm good. fixed everything." Yeah. yeah, and it took me a few years to realize it's just not going to be our story, and it's not that God couldn't completely heal my husband. I know that God can, but for whatever reason. He hasn't chosen to do it in the time frame that I expected. He hasn't chosen to do it in the way that I would have wished. And so I really, I have a choice. Mm. I can either, either trust that his plan is best. I can either trust that his character is good or or I can't call him Lord anymore. Mm. Wow. And you're saying that I think we a lot of us say that, especially with what we've gone through these last few years, is like we just want to return to normal. And you're saying, is that a worthy enough goal? Yeah, yeah. You know, God, God never speaks in scriptures about normal being the goal, <laughs> right? Yeah. One of the neatest things, you know, as I was writing the book, it wasn't. I think I started off thinking. I just want to encourage people that just to not place their hope in normal and, hey, we're going to make it through this and, yeah, it's going to be okay. God's with us. But the more I began to look at the scriptures, it actually was pretty exciting because what I began to see, it's not just that God is with us in our um, shakiness and in the chaos. What I saw was story after story of God doing incredible works through individuals that every single one of those Mm. began with him calling them away from that which was familiar and that which was comfortable. Oh, give us an example. You think about Mary. You know, you think about the normal (laughs) first years of marriage that she was expecting. And then all of a sudden she finds out that she's pregnant before the wedding with the Son of God. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. Seriously. It, It shifted everything in her life. It truly did. But the neatest thing is to see that Mary's response was she simply says, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And just this posture of, okay, this is not what I saw coming. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'm not like Mary. Like, <laughs> what, what, wait, what are you doing? What? I need some more details, Angel. <laughs> Angel that just showed up in my bedroom. I need some more details about this. But rather, Mary just says, I'm your servant. Let, let your will be done. Although, I just got to mean, I'm sure you feel this 
Sometimes that's so hard. Oh, even all the time I, that's so hard. Even when I read the title of your book, So Long Normal, I'm like, no, I don't want to say So Long to Normal. There's yes. a part of me that's like, I like the familiar. I like knowing what today is going to carry tomorrow. Well, and, and, and then and, when that doesn't happen, yeah. there's this disappointment that, that grips us at times. We're like, oh, I'm disappointed. I yeah. like normal. But... Well, well, one of the things that I even talk about in the book is that we don't need to beat ourselves up about <laughs> you know, yeah. desiring normal yeah. because in a lot of ways we were created for that. We were created for the stability and the protection of the garden. You know, mm. you, we, we were created to live in such sweet community with our father that it kind of makes sense why, because a lot of what we want from normal. When you think about, like, what am I looking for and just hoping things will get back to normal? Well, we don't want our hearts to be broken. We don't want it, our expectations to be dashed. We're looking for predictability and protection because we were created for that. Mm. And one of the stories that I talk about a little bit was looking at the Israelites that are, they've left Egypt. They've left the yoke of slavery in Egypt and they're headed to the promised land. And they get in such a weary state. I don't know if this sounds familiar. <laughs> they get to such a weary state that they, they begin to think about, oh, wasn't it so great? All we had in Egypt. Yes. Like, no, no, you were slain. Like, but they yes. began to think, you know, think back to it and just kind of painting pictures way better than they had it. But the thing, I think it's Psalm 90, where the psalmist talks about the Lord being their dwelling place. Mm from generation to generation, and it's uh, it's not going back to the old way of stability, and it's not even placing our hope upon a stability in the future that may or may not come. It's believing our stability now is found in a person. The mm -hmm. Lord is our dwelling place, and we can rest in him. I have a good friend. Her son was diagnosed with cancer when he was 10. Oh, gracious. And the family was rocked and devastated, and it was stage four. And so they really thought that this son would not make it. And she said every single day, she was like, I just want my life back to mm. what it was. I just want to get back to normal. Yeah. And so every single night, she said, I could not get through an hour without God. And I was on my knees begging God. I mm. pray, God, that you would let him live. And she said, I have never, ever felt the closeness of God the way I did. She said, I felt his presence in a way that I felt him next to me. I had his peace. She said it was supernatural. Mm. And so miraculously, he was healed. He went through treatment. He's now close to 30 and wow. he's becoming a doctor. But she just told me the other day, she said, this is going to sound crazy because I was begging God to get back to normal. And now that I'm back to normal, I'm petrified mm. because I miss the days. Yeah that I needed Jesus so desperately because now I can get through a day without him and that scares me to death. Wow. Even do how we do ministry and how we reflect God to others. Hmm. You know, when things are normal, we have a way of coming across as very independent and self-sufficient. Yes. But the scriptures teach us so clearly that God is most glorified in our dependence in when our need for him is showcased, when our weakness is seen, his strength is seen all the more through us. So I can definitely say that what we walk through as a family and not walked through, but what we currently walk through, it puts us in a place of dependence, both on God and on others. It puts us in a place of <laughs> 
utter neediness. Like I, I can't even begin to tell you how not put together we are. If you were to, <laughs> if you were to come to my house, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> you might call like some government <laughs> services or something. Uh, but, but the the truth is, is we, um, our neediness for God is seen very clearly. And I used to think that was a bad thing. Yeah. But now I know um, that his strength is seen through my weakness. And I, and I know that not just in a, oh, I know that first, but I, I know that in a very real and tangible way. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting even listening to you just make those remarks. You're, you got a smile on your face. You're laughing. Hmm. It isn't just, you know, he's my source of strength. It's actually, you tell me if I'm reading it wrong, but he's a, even your source of joy. Yeah, absolutely. In the middle of the valley. Yeah, there's a verse in Proverbs 31. So, and it's funny when women talk about Proverbs <laughs> right, right. You're like, yeah, there's not a whole lot that I can relate to there. <laughs> but it talks about how this woman says she clothes herself in, in fine linens and she laughs at the days to come. And I've always looked at that verse and thought, if someone was describing me, it would probably be something like she closed herself in free women's event T-shirts <laughs> and she lies awake at night wringing her hands at the days to come. I'd oh, say that I think a lot of us do that yes. as women. I'd say that that is who I've been for a long time. But a few years ago, I just came to a point where I said, if I believe God to be who he says he is, then I cannot live that way any longer. What happened that took you there? Well, <laughs> I turned 40. <laughs> I turned 40 and had one of those, like, well, when I, when I grow up, I'm going to be more spiritual. When I grow up, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. But realizing, I don't really know what it was. So, something about you being older. I am grown up. Well, the other thing is, not to go too deep on this, but when you have children, you begin to see things about your life that you didn't see before. Oh, let's talk. They're what, like what a mirror. Mean? Yes. What did, uh, what did you see? <laughs> things like, <laughs> so I'm one of my twins. So we have a nine-year-old named Josie, twin boys, Ben and Griffin, and and then our little Timothy, who's three. And one day, this was this was just a few months ago, Benjamin, we're, I'm doing bedtime with him, and he, he says to me, Mom, I want to have a day that's so stressed out. What? I said, what? <laughs> and he goes, just where, like, you pick us up and we're going so fast and we're running to this and that and we're just so stressed out and we just do so many things so fast and we're so stressed out. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my grace, this is what I'm teaching my children. <laughs> and But back to kind of the, the Proverbs 31 picture, you know, I truly want to be that person that when my kids look at my God through me, when they begin to learn about who God is, do they really believe, not just through my words, but through my life, that he is provider? If I tell them he is our provider, he is enough, we can depend on him, but I'm going to come up with plan A, B, C, D, and E just in case. Or do they see me trusting God so much that I truly can be that woman that laughs at the days to come? Mm. How do we do so long normal? How do we do it? Mm. It's so easy to hold on to it and almost grasp it. You know, it's almost like our security. Yeah. And you're saying, no, it's it's time to say goodbye to, to normal. How do we say goodbye? Well, I think there's some people that are being called to say goodbye to normal. And whether that's 
um, just a new chapter that they're just not quite ready to leave that old chapter. For some people, uh, normal is a goodbye to them, mm. whether that's the end of a marriage or whether yeah. that's uh, just the next season of life that's, you know, a new job, just something that's happened to make them need to embrace it. I think more than anything, it's acknowledging um, that, and, and I just said this earlier, but acknowledging that the stability and security that we're looking for in our circumstances, circumstances will let us down. Mm. That we can only find that temporarily. But the fact that we have someone, um, you know, the person of God, that his character is sturdy. The fact that he, his nature is unchanging, the same to yesterday, today, and forever, and his promises are rock solid, that that's the sturdiness, and that's all the sturdiness we could ever need mm. is found in him. And, and I know that that's a, that's a hard thing, mm. especially when people are, are going through such tough chapters. I think the bigger thing that God has been showing me regarding that is that sometimes he allows those faulty, less secure normals. Sometimes he actually sovereignly allows those things to come out from under us because of his love and mercy. thank David Ann Wilson along with Bob Lapine and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at radio at powertochange.org.au. Our website is families.powertochange.org.au where you can check out articles and many other resources on marriage and family well-being. We hope you can join us tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today.